welcome Spartans to Mission Debrief. We're playing every mission of the mainline Halo video game series in chronological order, discussing our experiences and sprinkling in a little lore along the way. If you'd like to play along and have your thoughts read in the show, email us at podcastevolved at gmail.com or drop us a tweet at podcastevolved on Twitter. We'll be playing the Kikawani Station mission from Halo 3 ODST on the next episode. This episode, we're debriefing the NMPD HQ mission from Halo 3 ODST. I'm your host, Colin Perkins, alongside David Arnold. Hello, everybody. And Krista Brown. Romeo is a total dick. (gasps) He is a dick. (laughs) Last mission, Oni Alpha Site. Dutch and Mickey help to defend the super secrets held within Oni's Alpha Site by blowing it to smithereens. They tried their best to repel the Covenant forces from overtaking the building, but uh, after being overwhelmed on multiple occasions, Mickey made the executive decision to destroy the building along with all the information that the Covenant could use against humanity. Before the explosion, the two are picked up by a new Mombasa police pelican and head to rendezvous with Buck and Romeo. This mission, Buck and Romeo climb to the NMPD headquarters rooftops in order to be picked up by that pelican that just saved Dutch and Mickey. However, the pelican gets shot down, like they all do. Now stranded half a mile above the city, Buck and Romeo race to the crash site in order to reunite with their ODST squadmates. The date of the game is October 20th, 2552, 1914 hours. Um, we are going to be playing as Buck, or excuse me, as Romeo, and hanging out with Buck three hours after drop, but before we get there, we got to get there. So we are now back in uh, Rookie's Shoes, and we see the smoking building. And we didn't talk about, uh, if I'm recalling correctly in the last episode, like the Oni Alpha Site thing. Like, Oni is there for a reason, and we've kind of already talked about the portal at some point during um, during this series. But, but Oni's here because they found some interesting things um, in this area. So that's why that building is there, Oni being the super secret agency that does weird things. Um, so that building is now destroyed, and you can soak in the the skybox one last time if you want to. Go ahead and do that. But now we got to head the other direction, back where we came from, um, because that supply cache unlocked. Yes. And, mm-hmm. and um, so once you kind of work your way back out through that tunnel, um, we got some phantoms dropping off, some some jetpack brutes again. Um, jackal snipers are on the rooftops. Um, I started killing, it's fun, I, I probably just realized I was doing it during right now or whatever, but do you try to shoot down the, 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 the brutes as they're kind of jetpacking around? I feel like that's kind of fun to do, when they're, especially if they're like jetpacking right at you. You can shoot them and then like their momentum will take them flying past you. Yeah, that's oh, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It's so much fun. Yeah, that's pretty good. The um, the cache, so the cache, there is one right in front of you and what's inside? Mongoose! Mongoose! There's two of them. It was like a hallelujah moment when that cache opened. It was like the light, the light of heaven flowed through (laughs) me. I was just so happy. (laughs) Yeah. Because were you just sick of trudging around the the Yeah, that meant that I could literally just ignore all the enemies and go straight Mm -hmm. to the beacons now super fast. Yep. Um, I was having some fun with the mongoose, and I was trying to to run everybody over. Because they are pretty durable, and you can you can get shot a bunch and like get flipped over and flip back over um, on its wheels, and 
So I, I was just trying to, to run people over. I don't know. David, were you do you have fun with it or do you just kinda cruise? Yeah, well like I mentioned before, I had already these mostly is all of them in fact unlocked when I started to play them. So as soon as I could oh, I grabbed the mongoose, just yeah. kinda zip around. Right. But uh, I did have some fun. I did come across some hunters when I was travelling between beacons, so uh, of course I tried to crash into them. And were there two they of just, them? Yeah, there was only just, one for me. One was dead. I can't remember. I remember yeah, maybe because I only killed one and then I just moved on. So maybe the other one might have been already dead, I'm not sure. But um, I definitely crashed in, and it's fun because they, they, like, turtle up as soon as you kind of come against yeah. you. Uh-huh. And, like, you you don't hurt them, I don't think, by ramming them with a, with a mongoose. But it was cool just to see them react to, like, you hurtling at them at full speed. So you weren't able to kill them either? Because I tried. I tried Not just with to the mongoose, I don't think, no. I think I, only I was tried able to, once. I was, try, I was able to... I was, like, so when you get to that... that um, that encounter one of the one of the hunters must be dead it must be canonically dead uh, hearing that it was dead for you too so there's probably some story somewhere that um that we can find out about that other hunter but the one is in that it's like a like a roundabout thing with a little gazebo we've seen these things um yeah you know in this city already but i was just racing around that gazebo <laughs> trying to, <laughs> for, like zooming around for like five ten minutes trying to just ram him and i think i did knock off some of his his armor but he eventually killed himself so he he was in the center so i you know i was just like trying to track him by by racing my mongoose around and he got into the center and i think the brute there were some brutes and some grunts that show up eventually too just a small little detachment of them um so they're kind of in the mix as well but the hunter kind of got caught in the middle in the gazebo and he must have been like firing at me and his splash damage hit one of the pillars in that gazebo and killed him (laughs) (laughs) that's funny like all right that worked out pretty well um so yeah we're we're now kind of get the shackles taken off i guess now that we have a mongoose if you didn't already so you can just kind of cruise around to the next spot you don't really have to do many of the encounters um one thing you do have to do is you still have to get off the mongoose to open the door yeah, um, which is kind of annoying, but what can you do? There is um, another thing. I sorry, I have my notes here, and it, it, so it is after you get the mongoose, but before the hunters is there's the destiny, the destiny Easter egg. We haven't talked about that yet, have we? I think they removed them. Which uh, destiny Easter egg? Are you talking about the posters? Yeah, there's posters. So I think it was one of the previous missions. What the the mission where you find the Goss turret in that in that um hallway there is where you see the sign so the sign now in mcc it just says for her yeah, yeah and a picture of earth Mm-hmm. but then they are um these posters you could have seen at the very start of the game they're oh, all they're, over the place. they're all over yeah. okay yeah they are yeah and they've all been removed now for mcc but they did they did say um was it something your destiny awaits is that what it says destiny yeah and awaits. it had like the orb of the traveler or something like yeah, that it was it so did, yeah. cool i love i loved when people like destiny came out and people were like oh, i recognize that mm-hmm. it was yeah, super absolutely. cool so that means they were at least concepting Destiny. This was what, t- 2009? Is that what we talked about? Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. you would think that at this point they only had Halo Reach left. So at this point, they're probably mm-hmm. were already talking about giving the keys over to 343 Industries in some yep. respect, I would think. Yeah. Because these, um, these things take years to plan. So, I mean. For sure. Yeah, like concept. Like we talk about like three year development cycles as kind of being the normal. Um, but I'm sure there's concepting that's done before that, before they well, should start to do any coding. 
Yeah, and if you think about it, like three-year development cycles are for games that usually, usually it's a sequel to a game, not a brand new game that you have to sure. build the engine, you have to build the lore, you have to build the story. I think yeah. that takes a lot longer, but we really don't know the development times for those just because they kind of just appear and right. just grace us with their beauty. Yeah, yeah, and you can find out more. I mean, we're not, we're no experts on that, but you can probably find out more by listening to developer interviews and all that sort of stuff or piecing things together, but... Um, it's, a, it's a really cool Easter egg that you can't find unless you have the original disc, right? So you have to have the original you OST have to have, game. You have to throw yeah. it into a 360. Mm-hmm. Or is it backwards oh, compatible? I think it's backwards compatible. That's an interesting question. Hmm. I don't know. Is the actual disc or do you... I would think that they would want to sell it on Master Chief Collection so they wouldn't make it backwards compatible, but maybe, so maybe I'm they'd wrong. force you through MCC somehow. Then you got to hmm. pay the... Oh, the five bucks... Yeah. <laughs> to get it yeah it's like right i don't know i forget um so yeah not a whole lot of other interesting things i think to find in between here and the beacon um i mean there are a lot of brutes around i, I might have seen a chieftain at one point but again i was trying to run people over so i was trying to <laughs> <laughs> just like an hour of you just trying to run people over with the mongoose <laughs> yeah it was it was good i was just determined i was like okay i got to try to kill this hunter <laughs> it did not work you like look at the jackals up on the rooftops you're like how do i get my mongoose right. up yeah. there <laughs> that would be amazing find a no jump. one is safe from colin <laughs> um there let's see here i'm just looking through the rest of my notes yeah i don't think there's any other thing interesting i mean you're the the this area of the city does look different because you unlocked this um to get to the next next beacon so it's a little bit different a little bit different encounters but um you know nothing nothing too crazy but you do eventually get to the beacon and uh. this beacon i feel like the last beacon i had a little trouble finding i don't know why because it was just like the detonator was right on the ground but this one is up high it's hanging up in the um like some power yeah, this lines. is a weird one Mm-hmm. Uh, when I first played ODST, I could not find this. Really? I was yeah. yeah. I was playing. I was playing with. I played all of ODST co-op the first time through, and I mm-hmm. could not find this stupid beacon. <laughs> we were like looking for thirty minutes. We're like, where <laughs> is this thing? This one's right. the worst one if you're not looking up. Yeah, because you hear the pinging, right? You hear the pinging. Yeah, you're like you're probably standing right under it. And it's just like so frustrating. You're <laughs> like, where is it? And Halo games don't tend to make you look up right that's just not something that halo games usually it's usually right in front of you or on the ground so but you uh, do get when you do get close enough it will just trigger the cutscene, right like no you you have to to look you have to look up and examine and then push the button yeah yeah you You have to be okay you have to be looking at it so you have to find it gotcha that's really annoying but once you find it once, you always know where it is. Like, I have never forgotten where that beacon is. Right. I will always mm-hmm. be able to find it. But it's just yeah. it was just super annoying the first time through. Because most of the other ones are really easy to find. They're really, they're usually super big or super obvious where they are. Mm-hmm. But this one was just a pain. Yeah. Yep. Um, they do, I mean, that sniper rifle is bent to hell. Like, oh, it's yeah. in rough it- shape. Um, I like how the rookie even tries to bend it back. Right. <laughs> it's like, he doesn't oh. try super hard. He's just like, and then he, he, he just like up. nudges it. And he's like, ah. And like, what's he gonna do? Is he gonna start using it? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bent, I bent it back into place. It should work just fine, yeah. right? Fires straight. It's the it, same thing. Like if you, if you put your finger in the barrel of a gun, it can't fire. <laughs> it's the same thing. Totally. You just bend it back. Totally. It works perfectly. Don't do that. <laughs> 
I'm don't not to, don't do that. Don't do that. It's not how that works. You will not have a finger anymore. No, or hand. <laughs> or hand, yeah. Or hand. <laughs> yeah. Or life, I mean. Yeah, I mean if it's right in front of you, don't don't just don't 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 yeah, don't just, have your body around the barrel of a gun unless yeah. you are pointing it at a target. Just just in general, gun safety. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that PSA. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so you do you find the the sniper rifle and then you start to hear um, Buck and Dutch's conversation from the end of last mission, and then you hear Buck kind of say "Meet you at the top," which is kind of cool. And then and then Rookie looks up to the top of the the uh, skyscraper is up ahead. Now we are now we get to be in Romeo three hours after drop, and Romeo is a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so this initial cutscene, are you guys? You guys have it on top of your mind, Krista? Are you remembering the the banter at all? Uh. <laughs> Doesn't sound like it, David. You got anything? well, yeah. It's super like you know funny. So pretty much the banshee, or the banshee there, the phantom. Oh my god, no, the pelican, if you will, yes, is coming to pelican. pick the guys up. It's a police pelican, so it has police written all inside of it. It's coming in to pick you up, and then in the standard format of halo two banshees show up and shoot it and shoot down the pelican mm-hmm. there's a cool scene of the guys diving on the ground to not get hit by the pelican romeo's back up and shooting off some sniper rounds at the pe- at the banshees mm-hmm. and doesn't hit anything the pelican crashes yep like so, it always does like it always does so it crashes not too far away on another rooftop so the guys are kind of okay let's go and uh, what does romeo say um God, I don't know what he says. Romeo, I have a quote here from Romeo. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, what, what does he say to get Buck angry? He says, give it up, Gunny. Even if he ain't dead, he's lost in that soup. Our comms can't cut through that. Oh, that's talking oh, about yeah, that's that's talking about Rookie. They were talking about Rookie. But then after the crash, let's see here. Mm, more or less, just Romeo is just saying, like, let's just save ourselves, right? Like, he doesn't yeah, care about anybody. Much. Let's not deal with it. Right. So Buck just tells them to shut up and get ready, and they go run after the um, the crash site to go meet up with their with their dudes. Mm-hmm. Oh, the other sorry, the other thing he says to Buck, kind of after what the quote I just said about talking about rookie, um, Buck says, "Oh, what should we should just give up then?" And then Romeo says, "Just saying, I ain't dead." <laughs> ah, yeah. So yeah, he's he's an interesting character. Um, more about that we we already mentioned in the um the bad blood and what's the other one it's bad blood and new, new blood? blood new, new blood. blood first old blood, new blood. yeah old blood will be na- last, <laughs> right? for sure unannounced book but new blood and bad blood check those out learn more about uh, romeo oh, and romeo is also in the we already talked about this in the hell jumpers comic too yeah so he's also there and his personality pretty much kind of carries through all through all all sources um, so yeah, now we are on the rooftops, which is kind of cool. At what one point during this mission, I'm just going to mention it now, but you're kind of looking up at the skyscrapers. You're not at the very top of the city, but you're way up there. And you do see some cranes around. I don't know. Did you guys notice those? Um, kind of looking around the cranes that are, you know, I mean, there's cranes in a big city because they're building other buildings or fixing buildings, whatever. I did think it was yeah, weird that cool. they were still standing though. And granted, they're there for aesthetics and just kind of to make you feel like you're in the top of the city. But like that blast. Oh, you mean after the big blast? Yeah. Yeah. Like that blast probably knocked a bunch of stuff over. I mean, these buildings are still standing, obviously. But um, it, it could have been interesting to see, you know, instead of them all standing up straight, you know, to see some downed or, or some other 
other graphic treatment there, maybe smoking or something. But yeah, okay. Anyway, um, so we are gonna kind of proceed through these um, the rooftops here, and um, let's see. I gave I gave Buck the sniper rifle right away, just because I I, I, like, I was like, what would David do in this situation? <laughs> <laughs> I um, can't. I kept it. Oh, you did. Okay. I kept the sniper in this mission. Yeah. Krista, I like it. I like sniper? it. Oh hell yeah! I kept a sniper. You get a sniper okay. and a pistol, right? Yeah, you do. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I right. kept that through the whole thing. <laughs> Very nice. Love it when they give me a sniper. So the, the initial um, kind of you you gotta find the encounter, but you proceed through an empty building right away, and um, there's these screens. Did you guys pay much attention to those monitors at all? I didn't, kind of... but I looked up about them. Um, yeah, so some of out? those. Some of the display screens on this level show a seismic survey of the Great Rift Valley, authored by Daniel Enchida, who is Sadie, Sadie's father. Mm-hmm. This is referenced in Sadie's story, in which her father tells Sadie about the unusual object discovered by Virgil below the region. So, like, mm-hmm. I didn't know that at all. That's pretty cool. Okay. So, the, yeah, that makes sense, right? We've talked, we, you know, I'll just mention it here again, Portal, but there's some things happening below the city, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the other screens was it said dare if you if I sat there and like stared oh, at them, it? but it, there was like a dare audio file that kind of flashed on the screen. Oh, um, interesting. Speaking of, you know, the Oni agent that um, we we haven't seen her for a while, um, and then there's so some building schematics. So I didn't pay a ton of attention to that stuff, but it, it looks like you know there there's some more like like in all of Halo. There's there's some stuff to dig into if you really want to. Some little nuggets and some little threads if you want to kind of go down rabbit holes. Halo is great for that. Um, once you finally hop out of that building, get to the other side, then then it's a little bit of a stealth area, I guess. <laughs> Buck, <laughs> Buck whispers that the Covenant haven't seen you yet, and you can take your target out. So it's almost like a one, two, three shoot type thing. But then at that point, once you engage them, then everybody's coming after you. Um do you guys I think if you go far enough you can't actually sneak up and like take them out I think you just have to like it's giving you a free shot at one of the, the grunts or one of the brutes pretty um, much yeah. yeah it's not stealthy at all this part of the game so there's um, brunts and grunts and brutes and then there's a shade turret in the back and then you actually can get down below do uh, Krista do you go down below or do you kind of hang out hang up top there uh i usually take all of the brutes out with my sniper and then go down with my pistol and finish off everything else okay because there are reinforcements that are dropped off on the other side of the building you can't see but when you go down there if you're quick enough then you'll see some um yeah you'll see some of the guys get uh yeah yeah, get dropped i try to snipe a couple of them before going to the other uh area but sometimes Mm -hmm. it doesn't work yeah, I try and jump in the shade turret and shoot across to the next area. I like that's doing fun. that. Oh, that's a good yeah. idea. Yeah, I do that too. Yeah, you can clear some out. I think if you go down below, at least for me, like I was able to to take the grunt out of there. I think it was a grunt in the shade turret um, from a distance right when you get into that area. But when I went down below um, and did it again, then I think I had to take out the shade turret to get to get up. Or I probably didn't have to, but I did. And so I couldn't use it at that point. But... Um, yeah, this is a fun little interesting area here right away. I just I love the design of shade turrets. At least I'm 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 reminding myself that I like them more and more. I think they're they're and we saw them in Reach just a little bit, but um, I don't know why I just haven't I haven't replayed all these games recently. So playing them again is like oh yeah these these things are pretty cool. Like they're this little 
you know compartment for you to sit in to and versus just like grabbing a gun and being completely open maybe it was like a small little shield but those concepts of those shade turrets are pretty cool um so then we're gonna you know you clear out this area as we always do and we kind of go off onto the to the next door i mean this climbing through these these uh rooftops is just you're kind of climbing you're just, you're just proceeding through you know doors doors and, and it, it's a tunnel it doesn't feel like a tunnel because you you kind of reach an open area and then there's usually like one entrance to this that to, off to the side that you get to go through and then it opens back up but um, there's really there's like each encounter has maybe multiple ways to approach it. But then at the end, once you once you clear it out, then there's like one door that you have to go through. But I think yeah, it's a pretty yeah. good level design. I like it. I like the rooftop fight. Mm-hmm. There's a cool segment coming up that I just thought was awesome. So like I do love the little segments. Um, they give you so much ammunition here. So there's plenty of sniper rifle ammo. There's plenty of other weapons. You come across the curtain. Some caches that you can't miss. Do you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. kind of fun. Um, there's some Covenant turrets set up, so I always break them and use yep. them. Um, they're they're great fun. Yep. There's some cool cool little set moments in this, and like a, a like a sniper fight that comes up later on, which is pretty cool. Like there's a bunch of jackets, uh, jackets or jackals with sniper jackets. rifles. So <laughs> jackets with sniper rifles. Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> the worst kind. The other interesting thing about this mission is, um, and I'll, maybe I'll touch on it once when we get there too. But is is your buddies Dutch and Mickey are giving you kind of updates on what's going on along the way, and so if you're paying attention, they're they're um, just giving you little tidbits of information, like kind of why you're proceeding a certain way, you know, why the tunnel's taking you this way. So the initial one from Dutch says that they're down on a rooftop northeast of their location. So it's just kind of giving you some initial, like, okay, here's where we got to head. Um, so, you know, we can continue to go through these buildings here. You do reach a room. There's, like, a lobby. And um, this lobby, I remember I was just watching, doing some research for the show in general and um, trying to, you know, follow more on Joseph Staten. Like, there is an interview of him talking about, like, as a writer, you know, he writes, he you know, he creates this world and then, you know, he's not on the day-to-day, like, coding side of things. I'm sure he does other things, but he kind of seems to do odd jobs along the way. So they they apparently gave him the job of, like, in this one lobby, there's, like, a dead Marine there um, just kind of leaning up against the side of the, of the desk. And so his job was to get – and maybe he made it his job. Who knows? But his job was to, like, drop a Marine, like, using their game engine – you he couldn't like place the marine in that way. He had to like drop him from above in order to then get him to like lean up against that. So there's um you know there's a quote of him talking about you know some late night just dropping this marine from above for hours, <laughs> trying to get it to look just right, and it's just for like this completely missable thing too. Like you may notice it, but it's like it, it's just interesting to to hear that perspective and like how much time goes into like those little details that set this environment that someone could completely miss. But anyway, um, we proceed through this area and kind of load up here in this in this room with other other ammo. But then once you get to the other side, that's where those jackals are, are on the balcony. And there's, there's two or three balcony l- levels where jackals are shooting down at you. And then there's like a, a walkway up up on the side. So ideally, if you have a, a long-range weapon, sounds like, like Krista always does in this mission, you can just do some head headshots in this area. Um, is this kind of the cool area that you're talking about here, David? Yeah, this is cool with um, all the jump pack brutes drop in, mm-hmm. as well as jackal snipers. I think it's a cool combination of enemies. And yeah. there's a shade turret down the very back, so like some 
good kind of headshot moments to line up. So yeah. it's it's fun. I like this encounter. There was I did pick up on Buck um, at some point. He goes scoreboard, um, just referring to you know him you know taking out more potentially more um, covenant than you do. So just you know that banter is always good. We we continue to talk about it in these series, but but keep your ears open, keep that volume cranked because you do hear some good stuff. Um, let's see here. Oh, the other thing that I wrote two down, Buck, at some point, he says, um, you know, they are more fun to, to fight than elites. So talking about the brutes saying, oh, that they're, yeah, <laughs> they're funny. bigger and tougher, I guess. I mean, they don't have, they don't always have the, the shield to deal with, but, um, it's just a different kind of fight when you're, when you're dealing with brutes than, than with elites. So that's, that was a good quote that I picked up on. Um, let's see here. Anything else here? There's, um, the next area I think is where all those shield jackals are. If you guys remember opening that door and then kind of up on the platform, there's just like three, maybe three jackals that are just kind of, you know, fun shields to kind of pop in that, that little corner there. We've probably talked about this at some point, but I always feel like when I, you know, when you knock back a jackal by like hitting them in that little spot. And mm-hmm. they kind of like they they double back. I always feel like then when I shoot them in the head, like it doesn't always take right away. And it maybe it's just my aim isn't perfect, but I feel like they they double back a little bit and they open themselves up. And then I feel like I immediately hit them in the head, but it doesn't always register. So yeah, um, me too. I feel that the way. Okay, too. I've been having that problem with the jackal shields too. So I maybe that's like a, an animation that like the animation has to complete, and then once that completes. Then the hitbox reappears or something? I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's like, because we've gotten through a lot of the different Halo games and, you know, playing Halo 5 every once in a while and fighting jackals there. It's it's definitely a different mechanic than the other Halo games. Because usually, mm-hmm. usually I'm like, you know, hit him in the foot, hit him in the head pretty easily. Okay. But I was, I've been having a lot of trouble with ODST and I've just been like, have I lost my mojo? I'm like yeah, taking, okay. taking out an SMG or punching them now because I'm usually really good with just hitting them in the head and stunning them. That's good them. to hear because okay. I thought I was like bad at it. I thought, I thought, <laughs> I thought I like, I thought I lost, I thought I lost. Right. My I assumed Halo I just sucked. Like, that's, wow. that's all my <laughs> All right. This is our support group for killing jackals <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> in Halo 3 and I'm sure it's from a Halo 3 game engine thing. Yeah, must be. Um, so yeah, good to know. All right. I'm glad we had this talk. <laughs> um, all right. So I think, th- is this the area then where you have the turret off onto the side then? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay. So this is a cool, then this is a tough little area on legendary for sure. This encounter because yeah, you have the chieftain turret. up ahead with a mm-hmm. turret as well. Oh, it's yep. tough. Yeah. So the chieftain, he comes out with the turret. Is that right? He does. Yeah. And there's, yeah. Our, there's another turret that's actually on a tripod. Mm-hmm. Yep. On, well, kind of on that covenant equivalent of a tripod yeah on the stairs or whatever but um yeah and this i mean it's a pretty big open area so you have you do have multiple ways to approach it i think what i ended up doing is just kind of bolting up the left side where that turret was to taking out the grunt that was manning it and then trying to use that turret you know to my advantage krista what do you do here um you remembering honestly this is kind of how I do most of the situations when I have a sniper rifle. I think at this point I had a carbine and didn't have the pistol anymore, but I still mm. use the carbine to take out grunts and jam- jackals, use the um, sniper rifle to elite headshot brutes, or if I don't get hit the headshot, their shields fall, and then I switch back to the carbine and shoot them in the head. That's what I, I usually gotcha. do. Yeah. David, you you seem to like this area. What 
Do you do anything different? Almost the same as you. I run straight up the left-hand side, kill that grunt, grab that turret as soon as I can, mm -hmm. and use yeah. that to take out as many of the brutes as possible while it, retreating backwards. Yeah, because then much. the brutes then kind of flood out of that door yeah. at the top. Um, and I think, you know, I, I, I die along the way, I'm sure, you know, I don't know. Um, I think I, I probably died, like, kind of going up to that platform, and maybe, you know, I don't know what happened, but I probably got shot down, and then and then I noticed the turret, and so um, that's probably when I was like, okay, this next time I'm just going to race up the side, take that turret, and then use it. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a really good area here. The next area, then you head down some stairs. Oh, the, actually, excuse me. They, so after you kind of clear that area, close to the end anyway, is where the, the comms pop back on. And I'm not sure if it's Dutch or Mickey, but um, they say that they use one of the cranes to build a bridge to their location, which is super cool. Yeah. Because you actually do get to go across that bridge eventually. Oh, so that is that's a, a cool scary moment. part. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's cool. Yep. Um, so we kind of go through a couple more um, buildings here, and then you kind of reach the platform, kind of down below. There's like a couple jackals and or whatnot there that you get to clear that you get to clear up. But then you can see in the distance is this big platform. It's like a helicopter platform or something like that. I think. Yeah, it looks uh, like a helipad. Mm-hmm. Um, super cool. Um, super cool kind of set piece. And then you you actually have to walk across this crane, and the crane starts to move a little yeah, bit. Yeah, because banshees fly by, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, Buck actually fell off this for me that time. It was pretty <laughs> funny. <laughs> and he yells the whole way down. He goes, ah! <laughs> and then spawns back up oh, behind Oh, you should have uh, Xbox recorded that. We would Oh, I should have. Yeah, I didn't think of it. Oh, that's amazing. Cool. <laughs> Bye, that's Buck. Looks like the game's over. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. I had one of those turrets, the Covenant turrets, and I wasn't having any luck um, I feel like those are good for infantry, but they're not really good for banshees. Yeah. Um, I was trying to fire them at the banshees, but they just move, you know, they move Too awkwardly fast. enough that it's hard because you have to lead them with that turret. Like that turret is, isn't like an immediate hit. So um, me trying to lead those banshees did not go well. But you eventually, uh, I think I just ditched it at that point, just probably just threw it over the, the crane on the side and then just proceeded through. And this this area, this is one, of, you know, there's lots of iconic mo um, scenes and moments, but this one in particular, this is amazing. This this whole encounter. Oh, where, it's so much fun. Yeah. Krista, do you want to talk about it? Sure. So um, once you get over the crane, you enter this area. It's, it's leveled. There's a bottom level, and then there's a top level. You make your way up to the top level, and there's some brutes and, and uh, grunts. And, and then you get to, and then you see the beauty. You see this glow of... This glorious thing just <laughs> haloed in light, and it is this weird-looking turret that's kind of, it's kind of looks like a big box slanted upward. You're like, what is this gift from God? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get on it, and then you realize that it destroys uh, flying things, and it also <laughs> auto-locks onto them. And you also realize that it has unlimited ammo, and you can just, you can just spam it as much as you possibly can. Mm -hmm. As long as it's attached. As long as it's attached. I get so like I'll jump off the edge and restart the encounter if any of the if the one I'm using gets a uh, gets popped off because then yeah. then it's like almost useless. Right. Because yeah, um, it's like ten shots or something like that. After that, I don't know, but not yeah, many. it's it's really dumb. So I'll restart the encounter just so I can spam it. Mm -hmm. But um, what this encounter is, it's there's a bunch of phantoms dropping guys and a bunch of well, the pelicans in the around. middle. It's like yeah. crashed in the middle, right? Yeah. yeah. 
you meet up with your guys and some policemans and there's it's some fun. like this is a reunite you reuniting with your team moment right like let's go like we're all here let's yeah it's a pivotal moment stuff. for odst and there, there's some like spartan lasers and some uh, rocket launchers and you're like what kind what kind of uh simpleton uses these and then you get on your <laughs> missile turret but uh, a yeah. bunch of bunch of phantoms a bunch of banshees it's just this huge firefight and it's just so cool watching the uh, watching the missiles like guide guide to the banshees and they're like doing mm-hmm. flips and stuff like that trying to get to them. It's so much fun. I love this yeah. encounter. Yeah, super cool. Have we do these miss- missile turrets show up anywhere else? Like we haven't found them yet. No, they're Halo Three. That's where they came from. Okay. So you, you wouldn't have seen them yet in ODST, but you'd be familiar of them with them from coming from Halo Three. Okay. So there isn't playing a, in chronological order. We haven't seen them yet. There yeah. isn't as big of a like. They're not as highlighted in Halo 3, though, are they? I don't know. There's a few moments you get them, but not as much. Like, there's... We're getting ahead of ourselves, but, like, yeah. the Scarab and stuff like that, you shoot them against the that. Oh, well, um, at that point, you're Master Chief, and you don't really need them at that point. Like, it's really cool being an ODST and using them, but Master Chief just, like, mm-hmm. looks at Banshees and they explode, so... <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Yeah. Um, but th- this is a, a super cool moment for many reasons. Not only because you get to use this cool weapon that you've never used, and you get to blow up banshees and blow up phantoms. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I you got, do. I got the achievement for bl- taking down five phantoms in this mission. I, I would imagine you guys did too, or if you hadn't already gotten it. But it's oh, just yeah. so well, satisfying. Yeah, it's just just the like overcharge sound and then the explosion. Oh, mm-hmm. it's re- it's even more fun when you can get the phantoms before they even drop anyone. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's I the love best. It. That's the best. Oh, uh, it's yeah. just like one. This is one of those moments in ODST where just like it feels really good to play it. Like you always mm-hmm. come out of this encounter like, yeah, I'm the best. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there are a couple moments. I think I grabbed the. There's a missile turret on the left side. I guess mm-hmm. it's there's one on each one side, used, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the left side, and there are a couple. Sometimes there's a phantom that that drops too far that you can't swivel all the way around, so yeah. you either have to, um, you know, pop Quickly off move. it or, or you know, whatever. There's a bunch of missile turrets that aren't on a on a mount either, so you can just grab They're just laying one. Around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't go. Is the pelican open? I don't think I went in there. Uh, I think all. the back is open. I don't think you can go in, but I think there's like a health pack in it or something. Probably, yeah. That would make sense. Um, anything else from this? I mean, you reunite with your buddies, so you're finally all back together, um, which is super cool. Is... And you're all like, in the in the moment that you reunite, it's not like a hey, how you're doing? It's like hey, we gotta like defend ourselves. We gotta we gotta push back the covenant. We gotta survive. So it's just it's just a cool encounter. All of the team reunions in Halo are less of like touchy feely moments and more of like back to business moments. Right. Because there's a comic where uh, this is a little ahead of us, but there's a comic where Blue Team get back together and it's less of like a family reunion and more of like a what's the next mission kind of mm-hmm. kind of feel. So it's interesting how how different the Marines and the and the Spartans act. Less of yeah, a true. friends mm-hmm. meeting up and more of a like almost almost like a professionalism (laughs) to it yeah it's like let's go kick some more ass come on right uh one kind of cool thing here and the thing which is kind of cool to think about really the kind of the lore of uh what actually it is you're looking at so the crashed police pelican contains a ridiculous amount of large uh, ordnance turrets cases spartan lasers even racks of rocket launchers with spare ammo how the MMPD obtained heavy weapons is unknown, although it's possible that the Pelican was carrying the munitions meant for the UNSC forces elsewhere in the city. Another possible mm. explanation is that due to New Mombasa being incredibly valuable as one of Earth's seven 
tether cities. The UNSC provided the NMPD with a large amount of weapons during the Battle of Earth. More mm. pessimistically, the weapons were maybe an example of the extreme police militarization or maybe a result of the police commissioner Kinsler's rampant corruption. So that's a character from Sadie's story. Uh, mm. An external non-canon explanation may be that it's just the weapons are simply available for gameplay purposes. But yeah. I think it's cool to think about that it is it is ridiculous the amount of heavy weapons on this police pelican. Very cool. There is a so I've been getting into mega constructs. And mega oh, no. oh yeah, there is yeah, a set. You have. There is a set um, that has a police pelican in it. Oh really? Yeah. Um, and yeah. So check that out if you're in, if you're into like Lego. How many heavy like weapons does it come with? Yeah, good question. <laughs> I, I don't. I'm not. I don't have it. I don't know if I'll get it. But it's it's just kind of cool. Like those types of sets will pop up every once in a while. And before when I started collecting, I was like, why why are there police stuff? But it's like, oh yeah, there's like this whole new Mombasa thing where it's not just the military it's the police that are that are helping you know defend the city so anyway do you, so do you make them for your just just a little do you make them for your kids because when I was a kid and I was making Legos I would like make the Lego and then it's like okay I'm never touching this ever again yeah, I made right. it <laughs> I feel like now that I have kids that are a little bit old let's see my I have an almost five-year-old um, he's kind of enabled me to get back into it because I love Legos growing up like I played till, with oh, them yeah. until I was like 14 like I loved them I just so, love putting them together. That's my favorite yeah. part. Just putting a huge Lego set together is great, mm-hmm. and then I never use them ever. Yeah, and that's the thing. Is like they're just display pieces for me. But my five year old, like he will play with them, and I'm just like, don't break, don't lose that piece. <laughs> don't don't <laughs> you break like, that thing in yeah, half. Yeah, no, you need to play with it this way, not that way. <laughs> you just have to you just have to glue all the Legos down, so yeah. they just like actually no. can't can't play with it. And they're just... right. Hey, glue, but it is fun. That's to what see professionals do. They glue the Legos together so that their things don't break. Boo. Um. Anyway, well, yeah, I'll be on a podcast evolved at some point. And we'll talk about that stuff, but it's it's good fun. Um. All right. So cutscene now is this is an interesting cutscene because you get to see why that that sniper rifle is bent to hell, but you get to see this battle between the chieftain, um, and the brute chieftain and like your whole squad, all all four of the ODST that are you know that are I guess they've been playing as so far. The um. Is, I think it's Buck that jumps on his back. Mm-hmm. Is that, it is, that yeah. Right? He, and was, he pulls out the knife, right? He was damn yes, lucky that that brute used the knife part of it instead of the the gravity part. Oh, oh Romeo? Yeah, yeah, like he turns it around. It's like, I don't know why the brute decided to turn it around. It doesn't make much sense to me instead of just blowing him to smithereens, but he is so lucky. <laughs> Well, even that, just getting hit by one of those things, like, I don't know how Romeo's alive. Like, that thing just crushes. So And I would also, imagine they're extremely heavy. And brutes are yeah, really um, strong. Yeah. They're, like, they're like nine feet tall. They're huge. They're pretty beefcake. This, uh, from the trivia, this cutscene is the first instance in a Halo game of a brute using the blade side of a gravity hammer. Okay. Although it's the first time it's ever seen occurs in Halo Landfall. Interesting oh. enough, which is a live-action trailer leading up to Halo 3. That's right. Um, likewise, this scene also is the first usage of a combat knife in any Halo game. So I thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, right. The Edward Buck stabbing of the chief in the neck may have also inspired the standard Spartan assassination into to an elite in Halo Reach, which Wait, is also interesting. About the stabbing, isn't there yes. a part where they use a combat knife in Halo Reach? This game is before Reach. Okay. Release order, yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought yeah. they were saying in the overall universe. Okay, they're no, saying no, no, no. up to yeah. ODST. All right, that makes sense. Release, so yeah, development order. Release, okay. yeah, yeah. 
Interesting. Yeah, this is a crazy, crazy cutscene. This is a cool battle where you just like it takes four ODSTs to take down that one chieftain. Um, at least at close combat after Romeo goes Which, down. You also get to see the tells scale you how of the things badass too. Elites are. Exactly how mm-hmm. big he is and how scale compared to like a normal human. Mm-hmm. Also, That's how does how is Buck not crushed under the thing? How does he oh, not that's broken right. he like falls a, on top of him? Yeah, how is like a couple ribs not broken or something? Because those things probably weigh like five hundred pounds or something. Have you guys talked about ODST armor? I know you guys covered off on Spartan armor along the lines, but I don't. I, I don't I'm have. not familiar enough no, with their not, not armor specifically. I don't think so. Yeah, well, you would think the armor would be into. damaged or something, though. That's a right. lot of weight to put on mm-hmm. one piece, and those pieces aren't really. They're not. They're not Mjolnir armor. It's just kind of regular body body armor. I'm sure it can deflect bullets, but yeah. But like, is it? Is there structural integrity to it that would help? You know, support that giant body. <laughs> There's just know. airbags. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the brute falls yeah. on him, and he just poofs right. up. Um. So yeah, Romeo's in rough. Romeo's still a dick, but he's in rough shape now. Um, yeah. He um, he is clinging on to life, and the rest of the, t- the squad is determined to, to save him. Hit right so in the lung, weird. too. Yeah, oof, brutal, brutal. Um, yeah, so that's that's the mission. That it was it's fun. I mean, I, one of like, there's so many good missions from this game, but this encounter is so good, so it's iconic. Really cool. When mm-hmm. I think of ODST, I definitely this definitely comes as one of the. One of the highlights of the game is this firefight on top of the roof. Yeah, I mean, plus you you mentioned it too. Is like it finally seeing the cutscene is I don't know if there's many cutscenes with brutes in them at least that allow you to see the scale like how big they are. And when you're kind of out fighting them, you don't really realize because you're usually far away how how huge they are. It's hard to tell that from a first person shooter, but they're huge. And even even when you're in first person right next to a brute, it's hard to get the scale when you are just in first person camera view. Yeah. Unless like you lay, try to like they give you mechanics to lay down next to them. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, it's like ex- excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> let me just uh let me just uh, get my ruler out here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh David, anything to add before we close it? No, this is awesome. I love this mission. It's a cool encounter. Great cutscene. I don't know. It just it would have been cool to be able to do what Brooke did in game, like to mount brutes from behind and just stab yeah. them. But I guess the uh, that mechanic didn't come into Halo yet, but you could see the roots of it here, so it's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Very cool. The uh, so then we you know cut back to rookie and he's back, kind of staring at this sniper rifle, and he just kind of chucks it off to the side, and then you know now it's time to go find some more beacons. So we'll talk about that on the next episode. Um, let's cover off on our community question uh, real quick. I think if you okay. guys still have um, Discord I have and Facebook open. Yeah, I got Discord. Yeah. Sweet. So Colin Perkins posted in the Facebook group, give me the best catchphrase to yell when blowing up a Covenant phantom. <laughs> we have Krista for Skyrim. <laughs> Very good. We have Timothy Welch. Uh, who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. That's good. And then just get it because Covenant Rise vehicles called ghosts. Whatever it's. Well, yeah, their phantoms are called phantoms. Phantoms are I technically know, yeah, ghosts. Yeah. If you want to, yeah, that's true. Josh says my gun's bigger than yours, a la Duke Nukem. You have Josh also following up, and for Skyrim, wouldn't it be better instead of something showed ODST. They said in Sergeant Johnson like tone, just just took an arrow to the knee. It'd be pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah. Brad said, "What's big purple and full of grunts?" George is still dead. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, Oof. Brad also follows up. You'd think that 
by after the sixth one they would learn not to hover over the one rooftop packed with missile pods, splazers, and rockets. That's pretty funny. It's not really a catchphrase, but it's a good observation. It's a good observation, yeah. Uh, That's it for Facebook. Okay, cool. All right, anything on Discord? All right, I got a couple things on Discord. Muffin says, time for sushi. Uh, Bigfoot53 says, rocket pod beats everything. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, I said, omaiwomos shindeyu, and Bigfoot said, nani. Uh, Wait, what what was yours? What is yours? Omaiwomos shindeyu. It means, in Japanese, it's a meme. It's like a, it's a, it's an anime meme. It's like a cat meme? It's an anime, (laughs) yeah, it was, they did do it with cats, but it means uh, you are already dead. It's from an anime. Oh, got it. So, uh, some guy named Aaron said, uh, fuck, I was aiming for the Banshee. Uh, yeah, that sounds about Matt, right. Matt Brosio <laughs> said, uh, honestly, probably something not appropriate. Very yep. good. Uh, mm-hmm. The the one and only Shipmaster Ritas Vadum says, uh, talk dirty to it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Halo Fanon says, uh, you want a bigger boom boom? Um <laughs> Brotherly Duck says, say my name. <laughs> Big B says, hail to the king, baby. Uh, goalie Sniper says, pew, pew. And finally, Ooh, fantas- or Physical Sky says, uh, turning phantoms into ghosts since 2525. Ooh, that's good. That's, that's a good. good. One. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's all we got for Discord. Uh, join the Discord and Facebook group so you can answer our questions and hear your name on the show. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think I just had a huge grin on my face when it happened just like that just let that dopamine drip just just go through my entire body like yes, yes. i want another one beautiful do that again it's a drug blowing <laughs> right. up fan it's just so cool it is it's just when you when you're going from like not being able to do it to like blowing it up before it drops its troops and it's just yeah. like it's so satisfying yep i want to blow After up a spirit denial. Why haven't we blown Ooh. up spirits yet? Hmm. It's impossible. <laughs> impossible. They're a U-shape, which means they're immune oh, yes. to bullets. They right. absorb their bullets. I don't know. I don't know. Well, we only we only see those in CE, right? That's what we just talked about? Uh, I think CE. they started intermittently putting them in in some of the later games. They mm. did bring them back. Yeah. Oh, they did. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't reach, reach out of them. Anyway, let's get out of here done with this Yay. all right that'll do it for any briefing of nnpdhq mission from halo 3 odst on the next episode we'll be covering kikawani station send us your thoughts at podcast evolved at gmail.com or drop us a tweet at podcast evolved on twitter until next time evolved 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 hooray Yay. we did it we did it two in the bag okay let me